In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Dude, the timing was good on that. Yeah, it was. That was really good late. timing. Here comes another bull in late. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, welcome to uh, another Alaska Wall Project podcast, episode number 13. Um, I think it's 14. Nope, this is going to be 13. Yep. Sure? I'm 100% sure. Could have sworn I just checked Sweeney's release was 13. Yeah, you're right. It was 14. I'm looking at this right. Yeah. Okay, well, all of you guys that are listening, you know, we're not perfect. Um, <laughs> That's one four. 14. 14. Two 14. lucky sevens, baby. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one's going to be a little bit different. We brought in our good friend Aaron Tangy. Aaron, welcome. Hello, guys. Oh, Tangy's the last name. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So I thought it was just like some wicked badass nickname or something. I was like, Tangy. What is Tangy? What is that? And so Tangy was German. It was Tengen. And then they oh. lopped off the end at the island. And there it is. So. The Germans. Not All like, right. not like a drink, but that's how I explain Kinda it. Kind of like the Lauer. <laughs> Lauer. Like the Lauer. Yeah. We're the both, Lauer. we both had the, the German shortening. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, they took off the ER. Mm-hmm. For yours. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, so today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we just brought our buddy in and we want to talk about the, uh, Russian river, upper Kenai, maybe a little bit about the middle Kenai, the floating and all the fishing and, and the do's and don'ts and hot tips and tricks and things like that about what's going on out mm-hmm. there. Um, but before we want to get started, a couple things we want to hit on. Um, if you haven't gone to our Patreon yet, patreon.com slash Alaska wild project, uh, $5 donation, whatever you can afford would be awesome. Promo code at Heather's Choice is Alaska Wild. Um, she still has a lot of stuff in stock. Um, really important, we have Dudes Day coming up June 19th, which is 12 to 6. We will be doing a live podcast from there with lots of interviews. Come through, buy some cider, check out the local greens. They're doing tours over there of um, what they got going over there, which is really, really cool. We have tons of vendors coming on. Um, we got two food trucks. It's going to be a really awesome day. We'll be doing our live thing. It's going to be awesome. Um, a couple more things. We have some new sponsors that we want to shout out. Um, you guys probably heard them on the intro there. Um, but a big thank you to the bait shack for coming out, Dustin down there. I'm yep. um, doing Slinker. his thing. If you guys haven't been down there yet to check them out, the big bright red bait shack right by, uh, behind the Ulu factory down there on the port, uh, wow. ship Creek right on Whitney road. If you, uh, want to experience some fishing, go down there, check him out. He has a full service. Either he can set you up and you can go on your own if you know what you're doing, or he has some guys out there that can guide you if you want some help. They've been pulling out major chromers. Yeah. Putting Kings on the bank, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Every tide. Yep. And if you got kids and and you want to take them out and you haven't bought them all their stuff, the kids day is the same day as dudes day. That is June 19th. And that's going to be free for all the kids, um, to go out there and give it a try. And they got half the river blocked off from the bridge up until, uh, the other bridge, I don't know what that bridge is called. Um, so it'll be all kids. So, you know, no adults will be fishing there. The kids will be able to swing those things around and do all that. Um, a couple other uh, sponsors we brought up. We got Serrano's Mexican Grill. Yeah, Josh definitely came out for us there. Um, pretty awesome today. Tangy and I were canning pineapple, and we ordered uh, Serrano's for lunch delivery. Pablo delivered it and had these awesome burritos. The Serrano's burritos are super bomb. Oh, man, so good. Yeah, so yeah. super yeah. stoked to have those guys back. Hopefully get their food truck up and running soon. But, uh, yeah, Serrano's is super bomb. Yeah. That's our first there. restaurant, too. I think that's well. Come yeah. through. I mean, we got yeah. Anchor Town restaurant. Restaurant, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Serrano's is awesome, man. I mean, I've been to Mexico several times, and they really have some tradition, traditional, authentic, authentic, authentic things stuff. that they got on their little street yeah. tacos. I love it. Dude. Yeah, it's nice. so good. They're good that. things. I need to go check them out. Yeah. You should do a lunch out there. The new tequila bar is pretty bomb too. Oh, they have yeah. those mescalitas. I'm Ooh. just totally hooked on those things. It's, it's just like a smoked tequila. I don't, you know, in the in the margarita. Mm. It's a, Oh, okay. Escalita. Oh, Sounds nice. like a little more you know. than a lunch break. Uh, the tequila bar. I think I'll yeah, do that on a Friday a, night. Yeah, after Friday work. after work. <laughs> two hour lunch meeting. Yeah. 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 So Serrano's, they got two locations, Northern Lights, and they got another one on Tudor. And they do get their food truck that goes out and about um, here and there. That varies on where they're going to at. I'm sure you can go to their website, which is Serrano's. MexicanGrill.com. Serrano's MexicanGrill.com. Um, the other company that we want to talk about is uh, Menegado's Accounting Solutions. Um, Angelique is the head accountant at Menegado's. 
Um, she's looking to receive some more business from businesses and other people that want their personal tax stuff done. Um, she is a pretty new startup, but she's been in accounting her, her you know, that's her whole career. She finally mm-hmm. broke off and started her own thing. Oh, cool. Um, so she has reasonable prices and actually we want to read one of the uh, client reviews of the week that she has up on her website. Her website is, um, Menegato's accounting, correct? Menegato's Accounting Solutions on Facebook is what it is. Well, no, she does our website. It's uh, menegatosaccounting.com. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you can find her on Facebook at Menegato's Accounting Solutions, or you can go to the website, Menegato's Accounting. Yep. And so the client review of the week, Jack, you want to read that for us? Menegato's Accounting Solutions is a great accounting firm to take care of your taxes. Angelique is very helpful, knowledgeable, friendly, and eager to offer superior services. I will highly recommend their services. And uh, this is from Constantinos. I'm going to screw this up. Man, that's a last Kutsorodos. name. Kutsorodos. Man. Kutsorodos. Sorry, bud. And he's an electrical hockey? engineer. So sounds electrical like a, sounds engineers like are, pretty, they're pretty detailed people. So he probably uh, you know, reviewed her work and thought it was awesome. Well, good for her. Um, as you guys know, as, as entrepreneurs and business owners, you got to spread your wings and go for it, right? Take yeah. the leap and... and get out of your comfort zone and you know she's probably a little stressed out with expenses and all the stuff that comes along but she wants to be her own boss and do her own thing and create her own brand and congratulations to her that's, yep. that's great yep. and, and, yeah. and thanks to her for coming on and supporting the podcast and we're we're thrilled to be supporting her mm-hmm. so and and that's one of the things when you start a business that you really don't think about to the end of the year um, but that's something that they can help you out from the start of it you might want to start thinking about who your tax person is um, you know, kind of get all your ducks in a row so you don't come in at the end of the year with like a, you know, stack of receipts, like, uh, yeah, like a Ziploc full of receipts. <laughs> oh, just sweating. Yeah. It's the last day. <laughs> yeah. I start in like, don't, don't be that guy. And I still like almost take an extension. I'm usually pretty good about it, but I do mine, my mom's, my brother's. <laughs> oh, it's just nuts. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, the other new sponsor we have is AKO, AKO Farms. Um, nice. They're located in Sitka, Alaska. It's owned Southeast. and operated by multi-generational Sitka locals. AKO Farms is a state-of-the-art facility that was designed and built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. From their lighting systems to their building design to the strains and flavors AKO Farms produces, their target was to make the highest quality concentrates possible. Whether it's their sugar wax or their diamonds or full-spectrum diamond sauce chirping cartridges, that's a lot of lingo right there. Mm-hmm. We believe that the AKO no Farms have produced a product that stands alone and that Alaska can be, can be proud of. Um, I actually visited their, um, their place down in Sitka when I was down there doing a couple things. It's immaculate. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, you can find their products at the Treehouse, um, and they are in other ones. Obviously, they're in Sitka as well, but in Anchorage, if you want to find them, they're at the Treehouse. In the Valley, they are at Green Jar, um, they told us, and um, they're expanding to grow and, and meet the demands. And, uh, you know, I use their product, and I, I think it's great. And so support AKO if you go to the Treehouse or one of these other places and they don't have it. Ask them for it, and then they'll get in touch with them, and hopefully your favorite dispensary you go to will soon carry mm-hmm. AKO, yep. another Alaska company that's supporting us. So thank you, and shout-out yeah. to those guys. Thanks to those guys, man. Cool, that's yeah. huge. And I, I made a comment on our last podcast. I kind of went off on a little little run on the whole support of marijuana, and I kind of laughed it off, laughed about <laughs> it. We weren't editing it and listening, but I, I'm glad I said it because, you know, these guys are all stepping in, and they want to be part of it, and – as I said before, it is becoming part of Alaskan culture, and it just needs to be accepted. And 
we'll be on the forefront of supporting that. So yep, yep. And these guys are putting them. some of their hard earned money um, yeah. to us, and so you yeah. know, go support yeah. them. You know, whatever sure. that may be. Um, so today we want to bring up. I mean, it's one of my family's. Um, traditions, almost a tradition, I want to say, um, growing up with my dad, we used to go to the Russian river. This is yeah. before that stuff was all paved and all nice and all these beautiful campgrounds when it used to be just like a dirt road. I re actually remember when they paved, um, that, that entrance the all the way, in, all the way mm -hmm. into grayling there. And that was in rollerblading was in. So what was that? Like that. 90, <laughs> yeah. 92 or something the like that. It was just fresh. Oh, fresh, oh, fresh. And my dad would just <laughs> drop us off right there. And then we would, me and my brother would just rollerblade all the way to King Salmon or Silver Salmon or whatever the yeah, other. Don't get eaten by a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Are we talking two yeah. wheels and two wheels with the brake, like roller or uh, Skateland style? No, 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 no. Rollerblades, rollerblades. Yeah. Like Gary King style. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When Gary <laughs> King's used to be like Plastic the. straps, like. Oh yeah, all Still that. See some Gary King wraps out there, some vintage wraps. So yeah. yeah, man, rollerblades used to make my upper ankle so sore because you just ratchet that thing right around your shin. Yeah, but you didn't care because you're just loving it so much. Exactly, just deal with the pain and the rubbing. It's like rough ski boots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's no hair there. Uh, uh, hockey skates. Um, the Russian River is obviously one of the most world famous um, rivers in the world for sockeye salmon and trout and dollies. Um, it's one of those where you're going to have to go to recreation.gov if you're trying to reserve one of the spots. We've kind of already let you guys know how to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I think I would assume they do keep a small percentage of those campsites open for walk up or they I don't totally think so. I think, th I don't think there's a first come first serve for the rush. No yeah. I think they're all booked. Yeah. It's all reservable. Six months ahead of time. Yeah. They're pretty yeah. hard to get. Jack gave me one for my birthday last year. Yeah. And wow. He, he told me what he went through to get it. And I was like, man, that's like one of the best gifts I've had in yeah. a long time. Oh, that like, is was a like, great <laughs> gift idea. Your and bros. I used it and it was awesome. Your bro's wow. turning 40. I was like, man, what can I do? His birthday's <laughs> in August, but I yeah. was like, oh, I know what he wants. And I had to do it six months ahead of time to get it for him. But <laughs> yeah. I woke up like three mornings in a row. I think you ended up with like Tuesday through Thursday, but I, I was trying for a weekend. Shit, yeah, Worked man. out. Oh, that was great. Went down there. Less people. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, biked but that in. was nice. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Oh, you did the bike? You biked? I usually bike up and uh, up go to the, the falls? falls and stuff. That's, oh. my, that's my ML, but... Yeah. That's a gnarly, that's a pretty gnarly ride, actually. I mean, I'm not a hardcore mountain biker, and I went fully weighted up. Oh, yeah. And that was a huge mistake. You got to actually pack your waders in your oh, backpack. Oh, yeah, full sweat fest. Oh, no, no, no. I you bring the chariot. Oh, dude. You bring, Ooh. like, the kids' chariot. Oh, you put all your gear in there. I mean, we've been oh, doing that's this a good forever. Idea. Yeah, you, yeah, you bring a little We're jumping ahead on the Russian River thing. We're just jumping in, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I did it once, and I was like, yep, I'm just going to go down to Grayling, go down to that spot <laughs> that I like down there. I ain't riding up to those falls yeah. no more. <laughs> Calm with a hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's yeah. some, there's some yeah. tricks to the truth, some pro tips. That yeah, there we'll are. See yeah. Yeah. Today. There we go. Yeah. The other pro tip on Cottonwood Hole is, you know, people are pulling fish out of there all the time, and you look down, you're like, oh, they got one. And whenever you're pulling out of the hole there you're like oh it's another rainbow dang it and then the people keep walking down the street oh this ain't a good hole um so so the russian river it flows 12 miles from the up and rush 
Upper Russian Lake through the Lower Russian Lake and empties into the Upper Kenai River at River Mile 74. Uh, the Russian River is about, it says two to three hour drive from uh, from Anchorage, but I want to say it's more like an hour and a half. It's an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah it's an hour and a half yeah. drive. You shoot out of Anchorage depending on the traffic and whatnot, mm-hmm. and you'll pull in there. Um, but definitely don't go there expecting to get a spot unless you have something reserved because that is packed yeah. up in there. It's it's yeah. more of just a day trip, drive up and go fish and Yeah, drive you can home. definitely do a day trip. And there's, there's different access points. Like you guys said, you can head up to the falls. Um, people hike up there. People walk up there. People can take their bikes up there. And there's a lot of great fishing. And there's the mid-river hike, too. So if you're, yep. hi- if you're going up, you can drop down that little canyon and get to the middle river instead of yeah. hiking up the shore. Yeah. Yep. So if you're trying to maybe avoid most of the crowd, I suggest to kind of go up that way. And yeah. the, the sockeye and the salmon and the trout, they're all up there as well. It's just really easy to just drive your truck or your car or Subaru or whatever to Grayling and walk on down mm-hmm. from there. But don't Pink hesitate salmon. to stop at Red Salmon or some of those other spots and start up high, which what I like to do is kind of start at the first one and then make my way all the way down. Yeah. You know, ending and maybe at Cottonwood or whatever. And to clarify, as we say, salmon, uh, you know, red salmon parking lot, Grayling, those are the parking lot names as you enter the main, off the main highway, the Sterling, the access road crosses the river, takes you back a main road, and the main road basically takes you into the campground and then extends past the campground into the designated parking areas where you would then jump out of your car, throw your gear on, and then make your way down to the river through various trails. And so uh, Grayling would be the closest or the last parking lot being the closest walking distance from your car down to river access for fishing, right? Is that by the car? Is that the one? That's the, the very end. Yeah, that's yeah. Very yes. end. That's right. That's yes. the closest if you're trying to walk down to the sanctuary yeah, or you're trying to walk down to the most popular area where when the fish are in, you're, you know, every flip, you're... Yeah. You're, you're either hooking, yeah. hooking your your neighbor or a fish, you know. Yeah. Or think, <laughs> Lots of people. When you're, I think, yeah. like um, if you're trying to make up your mind, like where you want to fish, it's kind of like if you're a fly fisherman and mm-hmm. and and you're you like sight fishing, then you know choose the Russian River. And the higher you go, the harder it is because the river's faster and mm. the land, the areas the land are smaller. Where like if you're just starting out fishing with a fly rod or you're using, you're not a super skilled like spin person spin caster or bait caster then you know fish the sanctuary that would be a yep. way better place to start um yeah. you can get way less snags you can just get into mm-hmm. that flippy motion where upstream it's like okay there's fish there's not fish and you end up sight fishing yeah. a lot you don't snag the tree behind you with the new yeah. hook you just tie it on yeah. and then lose it again <laughs> I don't, that was that's a, my kind of view so on many times. Yeah. You guys if you're yeah. new yeah. to so, fishing yeah. So yeah. if you're just trying to do you know the the two o'clock to you know eleven o'clock yank um you know the Kenai twitch the the Kenai twitch i'm sure yeah, there's a lot yeah. of words for that the sanctuary yeah. is definitely to go but not the place to go if you're thinking you're going to go by yourself and be on some solo epic i mean it's really oh, nice yeah, out there yeah, but yeah. you're going to be shoulder to shoulder with people yeah oh it's it can get contentious and aggressive yeah and there's a lot um, of tourists out there i mean there's a lot of people that know what they're doing there's probably mm-hmm. more people that don't know what they're doing yep i'd say um, that yeah don't let that <laughs> don't let that scare you whatever and and another thing i want to touch on too is there's a ton of bears in that area mm-hmm. um these bears be I wouldn't aware. be be bear aware. I wouldn't be too worried about it. These bears are very, very well fed with all the salmon and all the stuff out there. You'll okay. see them. Just stay out of your way. Keep your mm-hmm. backpack on. Don't set your backpack on on the beach and walk down. Um, they will come after yeah, your that's sandwich. That's a rule. That's a rule. Yep. You actually are supposed to keep 
your pack or whatever you're hauling on you. I mean, obviously you're not going to carry, you know, your Yeti 45 and on your back down to the river and yeah. keep it on your person. But if you got a backpack or something, you got to, you got your sandwich or beer in there, you got to have it on you. Yeah. 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 And, and if you're not into fishing it's, and you're into photography, it's a really a great place to maybe oh, catch man. some bears coming yeah. out. Right. Um, they come really close to the river. They're in there fishing. They, they could care less about the people. They just walk in that thing like it's their land because, you know, it is. That's their natural territory. Um, and, you know, you don't hear very many, you know, bad situations with bears there. If you do, yeah, normally rarely, someone that's man, never yeah. really been around there and, and realizes and maybe they're a little spooked. Um, but, you know, just be bear aware. Have the spray on you and, mm-hmm. and keep your kids a little close and your backpack on. And they're over there and just stay out of their way. Yeah, make noise. Let yourself be known and heard and... You know, most of the time they're they're used to you. Those bears are local resident bears. They they're used to the human presence, I yeah. guess, and footprint there. Um, and I think when there's an issue, it's a human created problem. The bear is just minding its own business. You yeah. you did something. You went too far. You irritated it. You maybe you spooked its cubs. Take, something like that. I will. Selfies, like some of these guys, it was mom of the cub, and they're down by. Yeah, trying to show the off. Yeah, like taking selfies back, and I'm like, you're like 20 feet away from the. Bear. Yeah, like, you're you asking gotta, for trouble. You, that's yeah. the. Those are the bears you pass by and leave them alone. You know, <laughs> we know a female with her cubs is the most, pretty much maybe outside of a moose is the most dangerous animal that's yeah. young. So. The, the night, I fished on the Russian a lot at night and a lot with Aaron, mm-hmm. Aaron since we were kids. And like middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. And there, a lot of bears don't come out during the day and show up on night, at night, and you really need to be bear aware at night. Yeah. It's just every bend, it feels like you, you run yeah, into a bear falls, at night there. other places. And, mm-hmm. uh, they come right down from this one place where the where the marker is on that map, the 600-yard hike down to the falls. There's this spot where they come right down. They just feed down a trail there. We got videos of them chasing salmon and everything, catching them. and Yeah, it's pretty pretty wild, but you just yell out, hey, bear, mm-hmm. and yeah. usually mm-hmm. they see you, and they go, oh, and they yeah. dart or off you the move woods. out of their fishing hole for a little bit. That's it. Yep. Earl Stokes gave me a pro tip for the bears down there years ago, um, which I've used a bunch of times. And uh, when he has visitors into town, he'll take his drift boat out, you know, if you have a raft, and launch um, there at the Russian River, you know, at um, at the ferry mm-hmm. um, at like 7, 8 at night and just drift down, you know, kind of at that period where people are off the river and the bears are starting to come alive and you just see like half dozen, dozen bears on the river then. And it's a really mm-hmm. nice kind of uh, relaxing float where you can get some wildlife viewing from a safe spot, you know, in your boat. Mm-hmm. So for anyone that has that capability, it, it's kind of like, I never thought about doing that my own kind of mm-hmm. touristy wildlife trip, but it's pretty fun. Yeah. Right. And l- let's highlight the ferry because well, that's a really... On that note you just said, though, Jack, I do that a lot. I go into the falls, and I know it's a track and stuff, but there's that little landing that perches out, Mm. and the mom usually teaches the kid how to fish right there at the fish ladder, and there's this big swirl going, and the mom will teach the kids how to pick them out, and then when they come down to the falls, like the marker, like they don't care about you at all. It's just they're up there just 
and you, I, I'll sit there and I'll crack a beer after biking in or something and I'll just watch them for like 30 minutes hanging out and they do their thing and it's midnight, 11, and then, you know, you go in, you lose darkness for a couple hours and then mm-hmm. it pops back up and I usually just sleep on the river and keep yeah. you know, going at yeah. it. But yeah, the ferry, yeah, if you yeah. can get a campsite, you park and I've, get that ferry. And what's crazy, I in all the years I and I have actually not fished the Russian like since a kid. I, oh, I've yeah. only I started at right out of high school. I had a buddy that was a big time salmon fisherman. And we went out a lot and snuck out of the house and we go, you know, <laughs> instead of going to a party, we actually went to the Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? I was actually fishing. I was Mom, fishing, I filet. swear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where's your fish? You say, why does your car smell like fish? Uh, um, no, oh, yeah. I've never done the ferry. I've never oh, crossed the river really? at the ferry. And so anyone, you just want to elaborate on that whole contraption and how that works? Because I don't know another fishery in the state that's like that. It's pretty simple i mean yeah yeah. the ferry is pretty much um it's i mean it's not motorized it comes across Mm -hmm. on a cable Mm -hmm. and i forget what the charge is um it's like 11 it's like 11 bucks or something like that and the ferry runs i want to say every 30 minutes or maybe every hour every 30 minutes and it just basically takes you from um the highway side to the other side of the river um, so that you can access the confluence. And the confluence yeah. is where the Russian River flows out into the Kenai River. And I want to say it's maybe like half a mile, maybe a quarter mile of a stretch where those fish just stack up before they start entering into the Russian River um, to spawn. And yeah. that's a lot of times the places where you can go in there in 20 minutes and get your three. Um, they'll raise the limit up to six. Sometimes they raise it up to nine. Um, definitely be aware of all the rules and check all that stuff out before you go. There's no bait in there. Um, you have to have an actual Russian River fly that you can find at any of the stores. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you got a Fred Meyer's designed. and yeah. specifically designed. Um, and if you're fishing for trout and all that stuff, it's pretty much beads or dry flies or stuff like that. You, there's no, there's it's all artificial. You can't use any bait or anything like that. Um, you can keep some of the trout. I want to say they have to be 16 or larger. Something like that. I think 16 or larger. And they got all the rules and all that stuff posted. Who I mean, keeps right. a trout in the Kenai, though? Like, I, I don't know. My brother was obsessed. He was always fishing for those trout. And he caught one, and then it wasn't the right size. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, that's not the right size. And he had to put it back. He was fishing for like 12 hours for this yeah. thing. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Weird kids. I mean, I mean, I imagine a fresh, smaller rainbow right out of the river is probably pretty good. Yeah. Throw on the grill like that night. Yeah, it's, probably it's not bad. Ninety nine percent, you know, catch and release. Yeah, in that yeah. area totally. for those. I, I was just gonna mention something on the ferry real quick, and that's what we got into. Jack was we were just breaking down the ferry. I was saying how I hadn't ever um, done the ferry crossing. Yeah. I've never actually like done it. It's uh, Sportsman's Landing is mile fifty five of the Seward Highway. Uh, if you're southbound to be on your left side, that's pretty much where the masses would. Well, if you bypass the lake and start your float there, you start your float at Sportsman's mm-hmm. and you get down into the river and you can, you know, you can catch those incoming Russian river bound reds uh, in route um, next to the banks on the Kenai and you can catch them in transit there. Um, but yeah, Sportsman's Landing Mile 55 is where you can access that ferry yeah. and yeah, and you and you can Get fish you on that side, and or you can take the ferry. I want to yeah. say the fishing is a little better on the other side, and that's oh, why yeah. obviously the ferry's there. Well, right. the river dumps um, on that side, and, and so a, they yeah. run up. A couple cool things about the ferry. I want to say the last ferry is at eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a horn system there that will mark uh, when the last ferry is, and I want to say if there's three blasts in a row, that means there's a bear. 
um, on the other side. So everyone just kind of needs to be aware and make space for that bear. And a lot of times the bear will clear out the whole, the whole line of people yeah. until they're done and then people come back. Um, so those guys that are in that little shack running the uh, ferry are very aware of that, and they're keeping an eye on that and listening for people. And it's just it's a really normal occurrence. Yeah, but you got to be aware of the last call because, like, if you miss that ferry, you're hiking where we were talking about to Grayling, and then you got to go all the way back through all the campsites, past the fall parking lot, through the gate, and back to your car on the road or the parking lot because yeah. you are done. You're sleeping there till they open. Yeah, and you're not allowed to camp on that side either or make any fires. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. don't miss that last ferry unless you're – I mean, there's people yeah. that go and take the last ferry and fish all night and then yeah. take the ferry By back design, across. like yeah. that's their yeah. plan. Yep. Yeah, so I've there's less that, people yeah. and stuff like that. But, I mean, you know, that depends on how hardcore you are or whatnot. Right. I like taking, I used to take the last ferry and then I would hike across, I'd wait till people thin out and then I'd go all the way up the river and then come all the way back down and then catch the ferry on, yep. the, on the other side and park on the road as opposed to if they don't have parking lots or campsites. Right. Yeah, it's pretty smooth. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's not bad. Track. Yeah. But make yeah. sure you bring like shoes or something like Jack wears these. Uh, Hiking boots or something. Yeah. He's got these, he's turned me on to these like waiter socks, the little protector over your laces and we just put them up. And you put your waiter shoes on. You can bike, hike, raft. You're warming. They're them. they're supposed to be gravel guards. Sim, uh, Sims and Cabela's mm, makes yep. them. But yeah. so yeah, I put a pair of merino wool socks in. So something that's warm when they're wet, mm -hmm. and then they're, they're not dry. You know, so water gets through them. But then right. your body, you know, they're they're kind of like a wetsuit. Right. Mm. And then uh, yeah, you just stay toasty warm in those. And I wear shorts. Yeah. And it's yeah. Night, you know, it's really hot in June and July. Sometimes having those waders on, I mean, mm -hmm. you're just gonna be sweating. So oh, that's yeah. a, actually a really cool hot tip. And I think they are called gravel guards. Yeah, gravel yeah. guards. And you can find mm -hmm. them at any of the stores, you know. The Mountain Sims ones are pretty pimped, yeah. though, right? Those ones yeah. are nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got mine at Mossy's over there on Diamond. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. they're like 25 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I've been using them for about 15 years. And I don't know how many people have seen oh, me right. in them. They're like, I'm getting a pair of those. Because you can, mm -hmm. if it's not folded over your boots or it's cold, you can yeah. pull them up to your knees. Yeah. Yep. And just make sure you bring a pair of flops to air your feet out if you're going to be in those things for like six, eight hours. Yeah. Oh, Most the people best. bring them, then they don't bring anything else. Yeah. You got to have the merino wool inside. <laughs> yes. you, yeah. you can't have go with the synthetic or cotton. Like it's got to be the merino wool. Yeah. It's because they're Keep warm, warm when they're wet. And you can put, you know, regular shoes. And I just bring my like waiter boots, my Sims boots, and sl slip those in there. So at least you have some good traction and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you can find that kind of stuff before you go to the big box stores. Um, I, we know Mossy's has um, Mountain View Sports. I know Barney's also carries Sim stuff over there. So you can probably find it over there. Yeah. Check out those guys first before you go to some of those big box stores. Because totally. obviously these guys are, you know, they're local and they're a local mm -hmm. shop. And we're trying to promote the local businesses. Yeah. The, um, prices, the prices are not that much different. I mean, you can get local stuff for real good prices nowadays. Well, and if you want to yeah. go talk to some guys that know and fish and they're on the river anytime that they can, right. and they're going to give you the best intel and information that's out there, right? Yeah, yeah. that's that's where you want to go. Yeah. You want to go. That, those guys actually fish all the time. They're local boys. They'll get you all the info yeah. you need. They grew up doing it. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So, so there is some other access points on the Kenai River, but I would say as far as like the best fishing, um, you know, 
obviously the Russian River. These are all places you can just park. You can just walk. You don't need a raft. You don't need a boat. You don't need anything other than your rod and your license and, you know, your lures. And you can go to the Russian River and spend all day and fish there or go to the ferry and fish right there. At the confluence. At the confluence. And there's some other little spots if you're willing to hike in a little bit and, and get away from people and, and, and access the river and, and hike in there and, you know, do it that way as well. But most people go that route. Um, mm-hmm. I want to, you brought up, uh, the beginning up by Cooper landing, um, yeah. which, which Cooper landing is what we call starting at the lake, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're put outlet. in for the lake at the outlet. Yeah. So, yeah. so people that are going to raft the river uh, the majority of the people will start at Cooper landing, which is right when you go into Cooper landing and you cross over the bridge, which is the Kenai Lake is on your left-hand side. If you're mm-hmm. going South and the Kenai river starting on your right. Yeah. So that's one of the starting points. And you can either pull out at Sportsman's Landing, which is where the ferry is, or you can keep going all the way down to Jim's Landing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim's Landing is, I would say, where 99% of the people pull out um, to end their raft trip. And I want to say, I mean, I've done it a million times, floating from the lake all the way to Jim's Landing is a good six six hours. If you stop. If yeah. you stop, you know, if yeah. you go straight and depending on how high the water is, you can make it, you know, it's a, it's a full day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a full day. Yeah. Four to so, eight hours. If you're eating lunch and you're pulling over and, and you're watching a bear and fishing. And during mm-hmm. red season, I mean, you can fish between the lake and sportsmen's for trout, but you're not going to catch any reds. Right. Cause all that early, all those early run reds are Russian river reds that are going up the Russian river. Yeah. That's so, what's uniquely kind of special about that run is that that run of, 22 to 40 something thousand reds are going to one drainage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going straight up to the Russian. Oh, yeah. Now they will back flow, or I don't know if that's the right word. They'll go past the confluence. I've, I, I have a hole that yeah. I fish. It's in the Kenai. Yeah. That's past the confluence. Yeah. I they know shut it up above the yeah, confluence. Yeah. You know what hole that is? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I actually have a really a name for it. I, I call it the back hole. Uh, it's just, yeah. it's an eddy that's past the confluence. It's no secret. They actually have it all blocked off. You can't even fish it anymore because it's eroded the bank so bad. Oh, yeah. um, they want you to fish in the um, confluence there. But um, <clears throat> in your catching Russian River Reds, I think they pass it and then they swing back around and then go in. Well, they love the confluence because they go in there and they clean their gills out mm-hmm. with the silt, and then they rip through there a few times, and you'll see them spiral, and then a lot of those fish keep going up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they go the Russian and yeah, yeah, the Russian. yeah, they're yeah. going one to one spot, yeah. yeah, and that's what's cool about that. That there's run. some that come past there though. Yeah, totally. there are some that go past there, but I would say the majority of them yeah. are going to the Russian River. So I mean, I've caught reds up way up, way up by yeah. like Princess yeah. Lodge and stuff like that. Yeah. They go up there, and you'll see them jumping around. Those are sure. late run reds, though. That's the I, late. I, that's the second run. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah okay. that, those that are, are for sure. Those go for sure. Is there okay. a chance that those late runners? There's some that get mixed into the Russian crew, and then they they go in there with them, and they're like, "Well, that ain't my drainage. I got to keep going." And it's possible they're, that they're they get mixed smart in. About going where they, I think that there's probably yeah. some earlier fish, just like there's earlier kings that come in. But yeah. the majority yeah, of true. the fish, true. M- the majority of the reds that mm-hmm. come into the Kenai come in the late run, and they go to all those creeks like Ptarmigan Creek up near mm-hmm. East Pass and mm-hmm. Quartz Creek. All those, most of those fish are the fall fish. Yeah, and, and the Russian River has a fall, uh, late run, t- not fall fish late run so july red salmon instead of june and the russian gets a run just as big as the june run in july yep 
but since the Russia, since the late run Kenai run has so many fish in it, no one fishes it. So you can go catch. There's another 28,000 fish that come in. Yeah. I was yeah. looking at the 2019 numbers when I was up there and I got a video of these fish at like one thirty in the morning when I was pulling out cause it's losing daylight. And I mean, they're stacked on each other. It was 129,000 or something on the weir. That's a lot of fish. On the Russian weir. That was the, the crazy That's 2019 oh year. That was where they silly. Nine, yes. nine person limit. Yeah. 18 in possession. That's crazy. That's right. That's so right. Fish. That's when we had the big forest fire. And that yep. was actually my very first ever as a lifelong Alaskan float from the outlet down to we camped that night and we came out of Sportsman. So it was a 24 hour run. But I had never done that float. When I took you? Yeah. It was the day before my birthday. It was your cousin's birthday. The guy that visited mm-hmm. from Florida. Mm-hmm. What a blast, though. Man, I, I can't, I'll never forget. I have to share it with you. The It was night. We, we started the float at like midnight. It's the 20th of June, so it's okay. still a light out, right? Hour and a half but hour. it was smoky, really smoky because of the forest fire was just right there in Sterling, right? Just started blazing hard right around that time. And... uh. I'll never forget cruising down the river and looking up the the defined contour lines of the hillsides mm. were yeah. so badass. Like if you saw it during the day, you would just look at it and it would just like a look a, like a big green lush rolling hill to the mountain. Well, because of the smoke fog laying down on the hillsides, you could see every elevation rise of every hill. Oh, that's so cool. Because it was dusk with the smoke. It's mm. kind of hard to explain. Like the silhouette. Yeah. The, yes, yeah. there you go. The silhouette. It was like. Did and you it get was a like, picture? It wouldn't come out. Yeah. It didn't do it justice. Yeah. It was too dark, you know, and you're down on the river. And um, did you shut, shut the mic up? You're no. Gonna... Sorry. And then if you were talking about, uh, you're talking about, the volume <sighs> seems kind of down. The, you were talking about the, um, the no fires. <laughs> do you remember all the fires? Everybody. It oh, was yeah. cold. It was June 20th. Oh, we weren't cold. allowed to have a fire. You're not allowed to have a fire, but there were bonfires all the way down the river. And it was like, uh, you know what, man? Everybody was out there fishing, and they were cold, and they didn't yeah. care. They were just like, you know what? And it looked really cool from the river, though. They're yeah. just cruising down. Everybody's taking a break, having a fire, you know, warming up. Yeah, when the fog sits into that uh, valley, like, you know, you look at the weather, and... It might be raining cats and dogs in the past or whatever else. Bring that but up a little closer to you there. Gotcha. In the this past, it might be raining really hard, and then you go to the Russian, and it just sits in that little valley, and sometimes you just won't even get barely rained on. And it'll be dumping on both sides. It just comes up and drops all that moisture, and it's awesome. Yeah, it, it's weird. It, it, you know, during the day, it gets warm, and it's a little windy, but then the mm-hmm. nights get super humid. Mm-hmm. and wet and cold there mm-hmm. you know if you're gonna do the night run like you better bring a puffy jacket oh, and yeah. a beanie oh for and sure. then you know I by bring, noon the next day you're you know you're shirtless and cooking in the sun yeah. but i bring winter stuff and then yeah, it swings hard know, cover the face everything mm-hmm. mosquitoes gun on the chest for the bear and the spray and everything and then the next day i'm in flip-flops and shorts with no yeah. shirt on fishing up at the falls hanging out yeah yeah so with with increasing um, visitation to people going to the Russian River mm-hmm. and it being busier and busier, um, a lot of people have started rafting the river. Yep. Um, I've noticed recently that people are supping the river. Mm-hmm. People are oh, doing wow. all kayaking the river. It's all doable. It's there's nothing mm-hmm. crazy on that river. I think class 
two, maybe three on that one little bend. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it can be avoided. Um, yeah. It's inside, it's definitely inside. a pretty easy float. Mm-hmm. Talking about Kyle's corner and Nick's bend. Oh yeah, we've had plenty of uh, <laughs> incidents. <laughs> incidents. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are those sweepers yeah. for those rookies, man. Oh, get you. Or, yeah. or just like you were talking about gyms. Like I remember uh, we went for CJ's birthday, and right there, pro tip: don't get out of the boat early. It's deeper than it looks. <laughs> oh yeah. man, yeah. it's he like got ch- out. And it was it was uh, it was a birthday call for sure. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then his friends end up dumping their kayaks right there too, Zach yeah, and his yeah, wife, and yeah. then like wet and it's yeah. and that river. If you've never been in, it's cold. Oh yeah, it's I a shock. Glacier. Yep. Yeah. 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 And wear your life jacket. I mean, people people totally. are going oh, yeah, in there with to. waders, and every every few years you hear about oh, really yeah. sad fatality because they didn't have a life jacket on. That's mm-hmm. another nice part about those socks too, is they float. So if you fall in, I mean, you're still cold, but yeah. you're your floating. feet float up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You better be okay on your back because yeah. it's uh, it gets weird yeah. real quick. Yeah. The, the sweepers though can be really really dangerous. Oh, I've yeah. had mm-hmm. multiple. These guys, you guys know some of the stories about the sweepers we've had on the Kenai, <laughs> but. You, you got to be really aware of those. Stay on the inside bend, and if you're not, I, I would not suggest you go float that for the first time without no going with somebody that that knows what oh, they're man. doing and knows where to get out. Because totally. a lot of those uh, uh, outputs, like at sportsmen's and gyms, I mean, they come on you like that. And yeah, if you're not right. on that right side of the river, ready to pull out, you're gonna miss it. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if you miss gyms, um, so basically, right. after you go through gyms, it goes through the canyon, and then that canyon dumps out into Skelac Lake. And from Skelac Lake to the nearest uh, landing. Yeah, lower, the lower. The lower Skelac. I yeah, mean. It's like around the corner there. You're spending the it's night, dude. You're honoring. It's, it's, not, it's not what you want to do. Yeah. If you're going to do that, you need to have a motor um, so that you can motor from the mouth. The outlet. The, the outlet, outlet in the mm-hmm. Skelac all the way to either to the middle or if you're going to get out there at, at the Skelac uh, campground. Yeah. The upper ski lack, yep. Yeah. And that lake yep. gets upper, there nasty go. with some weather. It's yeah, it does. Like three, four foot rollers on the side. You, yeah. we, when you, when, the rule is like, if you're going through the canyon, you look at the weather. If the weather's good or bad, you bring stuff for camping. Totally. Just, yeah, you know, you have your baby sack mm-hmm. or whatever, and you make good decisions because you have a deep lake that gets a lot of wind through, and that fetch brings up huge waves. Totally. And a lot of times it's putting you right against those cliffs. There's nowhere to get out. Mm-hmm. And there's giant rocks and boulders on the other side. So if you're going to the lower, you can make some pretty pretty bad mistakes trying to get close to shore. And stuff. Yeah, it's almost and better too if you miss that Jim's landing. Um, just get out. Yeah, pull over where you can on the right side. Yep, and yeah. then just hike back up into the road totally. up to the mm-hmm. Skelac Lake yep. Road and mm-hmm. walk back up and figure out what you're yep. gonna do with the yeah. raft. There's like that it. dry creek on the right side. It's like the overflow from breakup yeah. that you can get into. Oh, yeah. okay. And People they, don't and really walk up the. Back. They don't really pick you up. Like I went for my first time, pulled out of gyms, and my buddy's like, "Oh, we don't need portage vehicle. There's always people there." Well, we saw bears and we hung out. We fished, and I end up walking from gyms to Cooper Landing and flip flops. Oh my god, that's a like long walk! Two, three in the morning after trying to hitchhike. For Just a while. blistered up, Just like blistered ah. up. And some guys gave me like a ride because they put in right there by Resurrection the pullout. Okay. And thank you to those guys, by the way. That saved yeah. me like a mile and a half of ten miles. Oh but I just God. put in an audio book for the love of physics and started yeah. walking. <laughs> there you go. Slept on the side of the road, kept walking, and oh my was, God, yeah, yeah. Was hilarious. Well, that's one of the one of the really really cool things that happens um, down on the Upper Kenai is um, 
I mean, the parking lot gets packed down there at, at Jim's Landing, and especially now with more people rafting and, and, and kayaking and stuff like that. And, I mean, it's pretty normal practice to hitchhike back up to mm -hmm. sportsmen's or to the bridge and catch a ride with someone that's going back up. Totally. Um, you know, if you can't find the spot, or if you're going with your family or something, a lot of times I'll go drop the truck off at the end and just hitchhike back with, you know, someone that's cruising back up. It's yeah. a pretty normal practice, pretty safe. They see you're all in your in your yeah, you're in waiters, in you're your, yeah. in your get up you know and stuff like that. And totally. I've given s several people a ride. I mean, don't be the guy that gets the ride and never gives a ride. You know, right, right. totally. totally. Yeah, and I, you know, it, it's like we we met some people who were like, oh yeah, we'll ride in the bed of the truck, and you know, the guys like, oh yeah, cool, and the wife like gave the nod, like, no, and these two six foot three guys are walking. <laughs> it's like two in the morning. I was like, oh boy, yeah, oh, here we go, go to the semis or whatever. I do have a pro tip on that though. So yeah, do they uh, like years that years ago, like. I don't know. Twelve years ago, I found out that Wildman's will portage your gear. Your stuff. Oh, so, the towing company. No, the uh, the, 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 the the grocery the, the right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Well, yeah. Gotcha. Do they have a towing company too. I think so. Oh wow. Yeah. So yeah, Wildman's. You get in there this in the morning. It's like eighteen yep. bucks for the money. sportsman's portage. But I've also had them portage me on the other side from Lower Ski Lack to Binks. Oh wow. And they'll do oh, that. I didn't know as they well. went that far down. Yeah, they'll That's do awesome. that one as well. And yeah. so that one's for like a multi-day and you're going with one other person. Yeah. So you're driving yeah. separately. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. wasting that's a, that much in gas, you know? So yeah. well, and some people I've seen them do it. They'll drop a bike down there, mm -hmm. chain it to a tree, whatever, go back up, put in and roll down. And then they'll just leave their raft, chain it to yeah. something and then roll back. But I mean, Wildman's Wildman's does everything. They got Echo Lake loggers, cheese dip. They got food, this yeah. showers, laundry, everything. Corn, corn so dogs. Shout out yeah. to those guys. I didn't know they towed too, but yeah, I figured they, they got portage. A yeah. That stretch is pretty dangerous. I mean, to ride your bike on. Totally. And, oh, and there's no shoulder. But, there's no shoulder. But here, I walked it in flip flops. I know. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the, the night, semis rip at two oh, in the morning. They don't care about you. Yeah. <laughs> here, the Cooper Landing bypass is going to be done pretty quick. Yeah. And when that's done, oh, it's yeah. going to be really cool to bring your bike because it will be a nice bike ride. Mm -hmm. That'd be on sweet. the on the old highway. On the old highway. Yeah, that'll be badass. Yeah. And so I'm kind of looking forward to that. I mean, you can throw your bike in like on the back of a drift boat or whatever, pretty yeah. easy. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys are talking about all these rafts. I mean, we did it in those Costco ones where you're in your waders, little, little one you're sitting in kind of little one man's. And a lot of people, they'll put those in. And the guys I hitchhiked with, they were doing it right by Resurrection Pullout. They drop their boat down in the mm -hmm. bridge. Mm -hmm. They go to the hole you're talking about, mm -hmm. Brandon, and then they cruise down. They hit the top of the island. And a lot of people, they'll put in right at Sportsman's and they'll rip straight across, go to the tip of that island, mm. fish there. Then they rip straight back and try and pull out below the ferry and just walk it up. And, yeah. And then they just bring the car around. Yeah, that's a go. good move. Yeah. yeah, but it's risky business because if you don't, I mean, you got yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 to go down yeah. You better make that landing. Yeah. You know, Pack and we, lunch. so I've gone, I've done the, the flow with you now twice. We did it last year for Father's Day, which was an epic day. That that's was really awesome. cool. We didn't catch any fish. The, um, I think the, the run had made its way we up. We got a couple. I think time. Eric got one. Oh, yeah. yeah I think maybe somebody did. Yeah. It was just, you know, it wasn't like it was the year before where the fish numbers were just ridiculous. It was a little late. It didn't matter. We weren't really fishing. We were just going for the float, and then fishing was a byproduct of it, you know. It's a short run. I mean, really, like, oh, yeah. you have that oh, yeah. 11th through probably, like, the 25th maybe on the actual Kenai River, and then you get, like, yeah, another I, five I, days inside the Yeah, I say the to, the, to the 20th is, like, 
max for normal runs. Yeah. yeah, like it's pretty much tapped out. Like the first like five days is really important. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say about gyms, man. You come in hot on that. Oh, it's yeah, for fast. Sure. Like, so when we landed, it was chaotic as hell. And and you and Carlo were like, I've never even seen it this bad. It was crazy. I mean, there was motorhomes trying to pick up stuff, and people were coming in and slamming into each other. Oh, yeah, because it's so short. It, yeah. yeah. Was that because the high you, water year? Where it, it was really uh, Not the one where Jim's well, flooded. I saw that picture. No, it wasn't that one. But there was a year where... There was a ton of fish, and the Russian, I'd never seen it like that. I mean, it was ripping down, and it was real high water, murky, nasty. Was that? Oh, that was um, that was three years ago, three I think. Years ago. Oh, because it was hot. That was you the year that early. everyone went for uh, Niedermeyer's birthday. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I went up to the falls, and they Not were coming. Birthday. But yeah, it was someone's birthday. birthday. Yeah, it was I think someone's it was Jake's birthday. or somebody, maybe. And we went up, and they went to the one below me where it it opens up it's that pad, you know. People take the kids because there's nothing yeah. to swing at mm. with the, mm-hmm. the rod and stuff. I do remember that. That was a high year. Yeah, yeah but it was ripping. I was I've just, never seen water that. They <clears throat> say about gyms like it's easy to miss because you come in at like ten knots. I mean, you're like <laughs> you floating <laughs> fast. It it just really runs hard right there and yeah. tight. And yeah. it's yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy trying to make it from Trout Alley. Oh when, gosh, when you have the wrong water. Okay, okay. yeah. So yeah. we went through that. Remember, because mm-hmm. Carl, you wanted to guys want to go through that yeah. little stretch and yeah, yeah so that, so that's a little technical. So actually. when you're on that Kenai, um, and you're from Sportsman's, which is the ferry, Sportsman's to the ferry, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, on down, there are some like tributaries that run off to the left, and all of those reconnect back in. Um, you can go through those. I wouldn't take the biggest raft because it gets a little narrow. It gets a little hairball in there. There is some good mm-hmm. fishing back there. Fish go back in there as well. I've had some crazy situations where there's like a cottonwood down across the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like abandoned ship and, you know, carry <laughs> yeah, everything yeah, over. Yeah. Um, so Get be, it. you know, be prepared to, uh, to abandon ship and pull aside because sometimes it's not cleared out, especially if you're going early and no one's come in there with a chainsaw or something and broke it up. Mm. But all those little things, that, and I get that asked a lot with people that never gone when you're going on the main river. There's river left, and there's like six different entrances. Yep. And if you start on the high bank on the left, you take that risk that you're saying. Like, hey, the, who's yeah, been committed. through it yet? Mm-hmm. But if you, if you go on the second or third, no, the third through the remainder of the entrances, they're usually pretty good. Like, it widens up. Yep. Yep, and that's what uh, they call Trout Alley. Yeah. Um, and that spits out pretty much right across from Jim Creek. And the river's changed before you've been able to just go across. It seems like now, depending on the height of the river, sometimes there's a little island right there. Yep. So you kind of got to drag around it to, like, zip across the gyms. Yeah, you got to stay on river right and stay high to get around that island in low water. Yeah. So, like, in August, if you're rainbow fishing, you always have to hug that shore. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, there is um, there is camping on the river if you are going to be rafting. Um, there's not a lot of spots. I wouldn't expect to get a spot. Um, they now have them numbered. They didn't used to have a number. They used to kind of be wild, wild west. You camp wherever you want. Um, now they have designated campsites on the river. It's all first come, first serve. Um, I think eventually it's going to turn into one of those rec, uh, rec.gov things where you're going to have to book it. That sucks. Mm-hmm. It um, really should be like the Golcana where like you have to bring your own stuff out. I mean, cause yes. it is like a wild and scenic river and should yeah. be treated that way. Yeah. No, if you want to preserve it for a long time, it does need to be handled as such. I, I, as much as you said, that kind of sucks 
because it's not like how it was when we grew up, but it's getting pounded so hard by human um, presence that it needs to be managed. I, I, I would. Mean, I I'm agree. all for that. I completely agree. The one thing about it that's interesting is that it has always been this hammered because how many trout fishermen go there? Mm, so those those same banks that people are camping on aren't getting worse because of campers. They, they, they get, you know, 30, 40 stops every day in the fall by f- trout fishermen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So That's clean up point. your toilet paper. I mean, you know, to put it in the bucket, put it back in the boat, take it back. You know, there's dumpsters at the end. Every little thing helps, you know, clean yeah. up after yourself. There's families yeah. and people coming in behind you. We're trying to keep this beautiful people for our bring kids. Their bring dogs. It out. You don't need to have a broken beer bottle glass laying no, around out there no. in a fire pit. Yeah. You know, it, 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 respect it. You know that's what I right. mean? It's like, yeah, you know, don't bring glass on the river. That's Question. a rule, man. You just don't bring glass on a boat, that's period. Right. Yeah. You know? Unless um, it's uh, cider mosa. Cider mosa is in cans. Well, yeah. I know, but I, you know, yeah, I was a renegade. I, I brought a couple of bottles. Oh yeah, well, we used to only have it in bottles, but yeah. we we smartened up. You know what? You know what really works good. So you know, like the rule is, you don't bring glass, you know, on a boat, and so you got the the Yeti thirty hopper. Mm-hmm. You got like the old school with the zipper. Yeah, the new one's got the magnet. Oh, so when your when your zipper blows out, Yeti has the sickest warranty. You can send it back, and they're going to really? give you a thirty for free. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, they give you an cool. option. They say you can have the 30 or you can have the 12 or you can have something that's similar equal to Equal value. Something of equal value. Yeah. Whether it be a hard cooler, soft cooler, or whatever. And I wanted the soft 30. I'm like, man, this is the baddest-ass beer cooler yeah. ever. Because you yeah, can, like, awesome. roll it sideways on a four-wheeler or whatever. I pack them full of double shovel and send it on. check it in for Hawaii. That's, that's Ooh, it, that's right? A hot, Damn, hot that's a good too. idea. Yeah. So on the... The, the cider mosa thing so i'll pack uh, a, a bag and a half of ice um 18 beers and i'll stick two of those cider mosa bottles right on the side Ooh, of the cooler and mm. pack the middle and then it's so the glass is not touching each other it's separated yeah. now it's got it's got ice and beer cans and then it's the soft cooler so it's like if you're gonna break it i mean you'd have to like run it over with a truck you know what i mean to really break it but if you want to get those safely somewhere like 80 miles up the Etna on your oh, anniversary, yeah. like I did a yeah, couple wow. years ago. I want to make sure they got there safely yeah, and didn't break. Right. I packed them up and I was like, hey, this is actually. You're going to bust cool. one out on the Kasug? Hauling <laughs> <Just laughs> that, that up big there? old bottle and <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah we got a couple. miles? That's way up there. Huh? Oh, that's it was a long idea. run. Yeah. I mean, that was a little exaggeration. I think the, the, the lodge we stayed out was like 55 or 60, <laughs> but I ran it up felt some like more 80. the next day. How far up is uh, Lake Creek? Uh, I've been 50, 50, 60, 50 miles. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I made it to there. Two and and a half hour run. Yeah. I ran out of daylight. So that's why I was curious. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been, I love it up there. It's pretty cool. Way up the dash. That's fun. Wrong river, yeah. guys. Yeah. Wrong river. We'll, we'll go to the oh, best yeah, yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> rabbit hold off. I was just, I was actually about to keep going and I had to bring myself <laughs> no, in. So, so on the, on the Russian river. So I do have some like one like major complaint and oh. this has to do with it. So, you know, you're catching fish. People are like, oh, what are you doing? And you're like, hey, well, you're standing where the fish are. (laughs) And and it is like, and so this leads into my major complaint. Everyone blocks off the con that section above the confluence. So fish can't swim up. And it's like, these fish deserve the chance. So it's that like fair, fair chase. That bend where they all line up right there, where they're trying to come in. Yeah. Where the tables are. Let the fish come into the river. And then 
wherever you think you should stand, stand back five feet, and that's where the fish are. The yep. fish don't want to swim in the fast water. They're right in the shallow water. So mm-hmm. just step yep. back. They'll swim right next to you. You stop doing that. We're going to get fish swimming by us all day. But mm-hmm. that one group of people will block off the river, and then no yeah, one waist, above waist them. Waist high, deep be, water, just sitting there flipping into the deep waters. The oh, fish yeah. are at their knees swimming by. And then they block off the confluence, and then yeah. all day yeah. you can't catch yeah. a fish in the Russian River yeah. because not one has gained entry. Yeah, the fish want to swim in that part. Like obviously, where it's deep, it's really green and blue and glacial. They want to swim up where it transitions into that clear water that's literally two yards from the shore. Oh, totally. Like you don't even need to be in the water. If exactly. everyone was outside of the water oh, man. on the yeah. beach, yeah. you would have way better fishing because you just, the one guy steps forward then the next guy steps forward and it just becomes like this Lego thing that everyone's pushing forward and now the fish are in the deep water and you have to have seven weights on to hit the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. When I was yeah. a kid, I used to catch them behind those guys right by the tables. They'd push out. And there's always the guys that are like chest deep and whatever and smoking their cigars. And I wanted to be part of the cool guys, but there was no room. It was really deep. So I just fished behind them and I just like took three in a row. And the guy's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not like 10 feet in the river. I can see them right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. and, yeah. And a couple of things about the fishing. Um, well, it's the least path of resistance. Right. They come yeah. close to the shore. There's less flow. They can swim up with less right. energy. Exactly. Save it for their spawning time. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Totally it. It's a fair you know? chase thing. Like yeah. for hunting is the same thing. Like, yeah. you know, let the fish get to where they're trying to go. We don't mm-hmm. need to block them off. And you'd actually catch more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that could be tourists or people that don't really know what's they, going they on don't. there. There's just so many people. It's, it's, yeah. you want to talk about fishing pressure, man. That's like another level. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's like probably got to be the worst fishing pressure anybody oh, would insane, ever experience i mean it is a fun time so i don't want to deter anybody from saying right. oh i've heard about the russian i want to come up and go fish go do it oh definitely do it go do it i mean go rub elbows and you <laughs> might meet some assholes you might meet some lifetime lifelong friends like you you might meet somebody that's like oh wow and stay in touch with them on facebook for the next 15 years you never know yeah. most but, people uh, are super cool they're breaking yeah, out their net yeah. or whatever you're like yeah, i don't yeah. need it or whatever you know they're trying yeah. to help there yeah. there's mm-hmm. There's just r- rarely people that are are out there doing that kind of stuff and not kind and just. It's great. a lot more fun when it's ever when you're just you have the camaraderie and you're just doing it together and it's like well we're elbow to elbow let's get in a rhythm here yeah you get your three let's get you out and plug in the next guy and right. you yeah. know have you had a cider mosa <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> sit down boy. yeah or um, you pour this fish, up for it. like you see the fish come up and you're like you're like hey they're coming up they're coming up you know and the guy that's like tired out of state and he'll come back in and like he'll uh-huh. pop one and just the elation on his face when he comes yeah. out he's yeah just, oh, a, a couple of um I want to say unsaid river rules. Um, Mm. If uh, you're on the banks and you are looking for a spot and obviously there's a ton of people that are in the water, you kind of just got to wait until someone steps out and you realize that Mm -hmm. they're done for the day or they're having lunch. And then you got to just jump in there. You got to jump in between a person. If there is more than, you know, two yards between people, that's a spot. You got to get in there, you know, and it's really a shoulder to shoulder. and. And you got to kind of get a, put a little oomph to it and get in there and swing. And you want to time it where everyone is flipping at the same time <laughs> yeah, or else yeah. you're going to run across. It's a rhythm. Yeah. 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 And don't mm-hmm. be the guy that's like casting out. You're not at the lake. You don't cast out and then reel in <laughs> when everyone's like, doing the flip. In, yeah. Be observant. See what everyone yeah. is doing. 
mm-hmm. and follow and, and follow suit. Um, a couple of tips on obviously they have their special Russian river flies that you have to get. I mentioned that earlier. Yep. Um, you tie that onto your leader. And I want to say about a yard away from that is when you start putting on your weights. Um, the key with the weights is you want to feel the weight bouncing off the bottom of the river, but not getting snagged or stuck. So it could be sometimes, depending on the speed or the depth of the water, it could be two of those little um, split shots. Split shots. It could be three. It could be yeah, four. You can geek yeah. out on weights. But the key is but just yeah, the bounce. Cool the key ones. is yeah, the bounce. You get that bad. rhythm. You same that same spot. You know there's not a snag there. You feel the bounce, the bounce, the bounce, the bounce, and you're pulling up at, you know, 11 mm-hmm. o'clock, 10 o'clock. And that's just, you know, a basic rhythm. It's, it's almost like rhythm fishing, yeah. right? Well, you got to dance together, right? You just can't, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's always the guy that's trying to, like, throw up when you're, you know, coming down or whatever, and then you hook into one. Plus, uh, Gamagatsu makes uh, those Russian River flies, mm-hmm. and you can buy them in bulk. So if you lose them, you're not mad. But the worst case is hooking a fish, and then, like, you lose it because you didn't check your lure. It's not sharp. It's bent, you know, because it's been yep. hitting mm-hmm. rocks, and you mm-hmm. don't know. Check your lure. So check your yeah. lure often. Check your weight. The weight flips, slides yeah. down. The weight slides down to the hook, and then, totally. you know, you're fishing. You're not going to so, catch anything. So yeah. pro tip about that. And so your line's all bring, jacked up. Bring, like, 18 or 20-pound line and tie, like, your, you know, if you're fly fishing, tie whatever, seven, eight feet of leader, and then tie, like, I use eight pound, but you could use eight pound or 12 pound and just 18 inches of that up to your other one and then put your weights above that. And then you can do the same thing if you're just using regular, you know, monofilament, you know, tie, if you're fishing a 25 pound line, tie like an 18 pound leader that's 20 inches below that and then put your weights above that knot and then you don't have any slip. Are you guys all split shot guys? I am. I'm I am. Sure. My dad's not. He does like these cool new weights that spin and rotate, and they free up a lot easier. Cause yeah. Because he goes, he does the ferry cross mm-hmm. and does like that yep. fish, and he loves it over there. And everyone's mm-hmm. helpful down there. I mean, yeah. if you're unsure, just ask. Everyone's yeah. going to be like, "Hey, this is what you want to use." Right. Yeah. Um. I mean, don't be the guy that's like, "What color are they hitting on?" You know. <laughs> yeah, they're it's, not. That's the thing. Don't not, bite. These fish are swimming up river with their mouth open, yep. and the and the key is is to have your line swipe across their mouth, and then you yank at the right timing where you're hooking them in the mouth. Yeah, that's the flossing. Them. I, I call yeah. it. Good I call word. it organized snagging. <laughs> flossing is a good word. Is that the yeah, official word? That's, that's what we that sounds, always called it. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, I call it organized snagging, which makes it sound like, oh, you're out there snagging fish. Well. Truth be told, if you do not have your weight set right, you do not have your technique right, you will find that you're snagging the fish in the side or the belly or the top. And you, because something isn't set right. Something yeah. about your your rhythm, your form, your weight setup, your distance ain't right. So yeah. you know when you're, you snag five fish in a row and they snap and take your line and you're like, man, I just keep on. You need to adjust. Yeah. You need yep. to do something different. Slight adjustments. Yeah. And there's troopers out there. There's fishing game. It's heavily under, patrolled. Undercover, too. Yeah. Undercover. They're yeah. looking at you from binoculars. Like, yep. Oh, yeah. They are, they are watching, making sure that everyone's following the rules, making yep. sure that you're getting yep. your limit, make sure you're not snagging, making sure, you know, everyone's up to par and being legit um, yeah. because that's one of the most famous fishing grounds in the world, and they're out there checking oh, for no you. Doubt. You know, totally and th- thanks for the for them doing that. You know, yep. it's awesome. Yeah, we, we need to have we need to have these rules. Oh, yeah, they do. Someone enforce them, hold us accountable. They yep. do like secret fishermen. They'll be 
fishing next to you for an hour and you'll be talking oh, to them about whatever and you don't even know all of a sudden they'll be like yeah. hey cool man like hey you want a beer and they're like actually can i see your fishing yeah no they rolled up on me one time <laughs> oh, in the single one man's oh, in the one oh, man oh, they, they'll be in the drift boat they'll be in a one man dude you never know they'll yeah. be in a subboard probably coming in and like what's up guys you yeah. got your license <laughs> yeah uh really quick uh want to give a shout out to Taylor Restoration, 24-hour mm. emergency services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold damage, post-emergency cleaning, remodeling, and the aftermath, including burst pipes, overflowing toilets, downed trees, fires, pet accidents, and vandalism. Taylor has an emergency response number with trained professionals available, available to help you anytime, day, or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, 344-1239. Eagle River, 373-1239. Fairbanks, 455-1239. Or hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Yeah, those guys did my mom's house when we were on vacation. Pipes burst in the wall. Oh, my goodness. It was like 60, 70 grand or something. Redid a bunch of stuff, and they just drywall ceilings you name it put everything in concrete dry it all yeah out. full service dry it out full clean service. it up make yeah, it like it never happened to end. yeah, yeah. And it, but it was fast too huh it was yeah it was like a week later like they were <laughs> yeah. getting ready to like prepping to put stuff back up like sealing on i was like yeah wow. they got an amazing team yeah. and um i think what sets them apart i think a lot of the restoration companies are, are trying to catch up to them they've been doing it a long time yeah. is their response time oh yeah like they're graded with their insurance companies on, yeah. you know, they get the claim, they get the information to get out there, you know, to triage the situation, you know, get some information back to the carrier so they can set reserves, what's it going to cost. Those guys lead the league in that that response time because it mitigates additional damage costs oh, yeah, and totally. loss. Mm -hmm. And so they know that. And yeah. obviously they make the revenue off of all that repair, but they're partners with these insurance companies and, and obviously they want to take care of their customer first and foremost. So yeah, yeah. yeah they, they got it pretty dialed in, man. They're an impressive nice. group of folks. Yep. Yeah. We got a guy that uh, works as one of the gals at the cidery and, and uh, yeah, he came out and looked at my fourplex and man, he was on it and he wasn't even working. He's just, you know, he had that mindset like, okay, got the call. There's some water got to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and along uh, going back to the Russian River and the Upper Kenai, there's several, several, several businesses that are um, doing day trips for people. If you just want to go raft and take pictures, there's a lot of different companies out there. There's a lot of guided trips out there. There's a lot of cabins out there. Um, so you don't have to have all your own stuff. I mean, go online and just put it in there and there's going to be a plethora of, of oh, companies yeah, that are too. all out there. Um, I would say that almost all of them are legit, dude. All these guys, they've been out there for a long time. Alaska Rivers, uh, River Floats, um, you know, all these guys out there have been doing it for a long time. It's a real close community out there. Uh, so if you're looking to, you don't have to have a tent. There's a lot of little cabins you can have out there if you're just going in the car, rental car, if you're from out of state. Um, you could probably pull up to any of these places and book yourself a little a little half-day trip, a little half-day float if you want to get guided for trout or salmon or whatever like that. There's definitely a lot of opportunities for that. Um, and it's actually a pretty good way if you don't know anybody um, to actually show you the ropes, but you kind of want to get into it. Um, go go sign up with one of these guides or one of these raft trips and, and go learn it and figure it out. And then from there, if you want to continue and do your own thing, that's probably the best way to to learn unless you know somebody. Yeah, and if the lot's full too, 
you know, you can't find a campground, can't park, don't want to sleep in your car, do whatever, the, you know, midnight run, go back. A lot of these places have B&Bs and all sorts of places you can, like, stay, camp, hang out, whatever. And, I mean, yeah, they'll give you the pro tips, too. They'll tell you where to go. If they're full, Alaskans are real good about being like, hey, I know this guy just opened up and hit yeah. him up. Yeah. So, so I grew up, you know, fishing that upper section. That's something that my dad and I did together. Um, Jerry came with us a lot of times. And, um, you know, I kind of got to that point where I was at a stalemate and stopped learning. And uh, I used Angle 45 Outfitters out of Hope and went with those guys. And they showed, I asked them, I said, hey, I've been fishing this my whole life. You know, can you show me something new? And they showed me so much cool stuff. So much that I went with them multiple years in a row, even though I owned my own drift boat. And uh, since then, I've been able to catch more fish. And mm -hmm. so Angle 45 Outfitters at Hope, they're amazing, super cool. They do all kinds of cool trips out there for trout or salmon on that upper stretch and uh the other really cool thing about that area is cooper cooper landing is kind of the, the top of the kenai drainage right so there it connects to a lot of cool stuff like that the bike trail that aaron and i take up to the falls that continues up past the russian lakes there's a cabin mm -hmm. up there it goes to the um, cooper lake so you can get a 21 mile bike ride in or on the other side of the highway, it connects to the uh, Resurrection Trail System, which I think has 13 cabins, yeah. and you can bike all the way to Hope. So people can go up there and spend a week doing other things other than just fishing. And so if you have a partner or friends or that don't like fishing, you can get some exercise doing these hikes or bikes. Yeah, amazing hikes. Awesome. So, amazing yeah. views up I there. Did, yeah, I did that the other year. I went Cooper to Hope, and... Uh, man gorgeous and there was some guys you were talking about the kid haulers earlier some guys biked in uh devil's pass which is kind mm. of 10 miles in 12 miles in and they were hunting caribou yeah and then there's also nice. the cooper river residents are allowed to dip net the russian yeah. at certain times and they'll bring the kid haulers in to the spot where i was saying you watch the bears yeah at the top and then you go back and then it drops down 600 yards and you're at the marker well these guys will be down there and they'll be dip netting yeah at the falls yeah in like That's nothing crazy. in yeah. these crazy like i mean it's gushing it's going yeah and uh, high high water you yeah. name it it's, it's raging it's super cool. yeah yeah man. <clears throat> yeah but, um there's cool there's there's not a lot of campgrounds out there um i want to mm -hmm. say the main campgrounds um there's quartz creek that's a little bit before that mm -hmm. there's um cooper creek that yeah, has cooper some creek. spots there cooper creek north yeah, cooper creek south there, but check that um out. Yeah. there is the russian river campground which is probably the biggest campground mm -hmm. and then once you pass that i mean you're gonna have to go all the way to sterling oh no you can go to ski lack right you can go to ski lack you can go to hidden lake um in yeah. hmm. on the other side there's moose and the campgrounds are on moose pass and um what's the place ptarmigan like? trail trail river yeah. trail, trail river. river so they're spots and you if know? you're okay yeah, with parking lot camping you can go up to cooper lake which on the way up there's a bunch of parking lot pullouts and stuff and you can go is that off snug harbor road yeah yep. snug harbor it's road and a snug harbor and cooper lake like sometimes i'll just drive up to cooper lake camp out hang out it does have hydroelectric stations, so I did wake up wet one time. Don't camp too close to the river because oh, yeah. it will come up on you. Yeah. But uh, it's crystal clear and beautiful. And uh, also the lake cabins, you know, you can go down there, and they're gorgeous out there. Like, you got to book yeah. them in advance. But, yeah, yeah. you can hike all the, the way down and then. And then the, it's the Romig cabin on, uh, on Russian Lake. 
too. You can yeah, yeah go rent that. Beautiful views out there. Well, another yeah. another thing I wanted to just bring up too is you know the the local residents and businesses of Cooper Landing really appreciate that huge influx of of people that come. Um, you know, you come fishing. A lot of folks like myself included. I've done a lot of runs where I just go in and out, and I don't always stop and grab a candy bar or or whatever. But I mean, I know. Uh, you know, we talk about Wildman's. That's a staple of Cooper Landing. It's yeah. a great place to swing in and get a corn mm-hmm. dog, a soda, a coffee. Yeah. There's a really nice little coffee shop in the parking lot right there. Um, there's the uh, Cooper Landing Lodge, I think, that's right there on the lake. The Kingfishers. Kingfisher, that's yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's delicious. Beautiful yeah. wood design. I mean, it's it's expensive and it's it's priced because it's seasonal, but it's totally, yeah. it's really legit. You get a good steak and a beer and a burger. Um, great spot to swing through. Um, there's Cooper Landing Brewing Company. Um, yeah, there's yeah, a there's a marijuana yeah, dispensary new. out there too. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, who there's they are. the um, um, there's that new brothers. little stretch. Yeah, something brothers. Um, there's that new stretch. I guess what I was getting at was that you know if you're you're cruising through, you're fishing. It's a great time. You know you forgot a bag of ice. Pop into Cooper's Landing Grocery and snack. Grab a bag of ice. Go to the brewing company. Grab a six pack. Yeah, yeah so you, you can really go out there you know, and not bring the cooler and all the yes, stuff and just yes. go to Gwyn's and have a burger yeah. or go yeah. to King, Kingfisher. And so you can go as unprepared or prepared as you want, mm-hmm. and they're going to have plenty of supplies and gas and ice yeah. and yeah, all that cool. stuff. And I even mean, places that will take your fish and package it and freeze it and send it out for you so you don't have to have it in the car all the way back to Anchorage or wherever you're coming from. Yeah, and let's not forget the Princess Lodge up on the hill. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's right there in Cooper Landing and, and you know, yeah, if you're yeah. doing the Princess Lodge, go ahead and hit us up on the Patreon um, slash. Ben <laughs> 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 so, yeah, you know. So it, <laughs> if you've never been to Gwen's, though, stop in there and get that smoked salmon chowder. That is, yeah. oh man, that is oh, the man. best. Yeah, and then great. This year, the Alaska Outdoor Council on opening weekend on the Russian River, so 11th and 12th, is hosting a live music event. So there'll be two days of music. Our cider will be there um, and a bunch of other breweries, and all of it goes to outdoor conservation. So that's pretty cool. Yep, and I think that's Caleb with Explore Alaska. He has a podcast as well. Right. Um, so shout out to those guys over there trying to trying to get the ball rolling and get some conservation and some people doing yeah, some of these great, cool activities. Yeah, um, well, for sure. So we kind of covered the sockeye stuff. Um, I kind of want to get into more of like the trout and the drift boating and you know drift mm. drift boat Mondays and yeah, some of sure. these other things that are maybe a little bit more advanced. You might have to have a little bit more technical skill you might have to have a raft or a drift boat and stuff like that but it is one of the most epic trout fishing rivers renowned world renowned places um and it's really cool to get a guide to go out there and kind of show you the little tips and tricks um obviously jack you're very experienced with that um i still feel like i'm always still learning you know what to do always are yeah especially in the june july period it's so hard on that river um you know trying to chase what they're after the trout yeah yeah. What's some what's some of the things that have worked? I'm um, obviously beads of different colors. So um there's a timing where you can use beads and not. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. Um it's probably a little later, right? It is later. When, I when mean their salmon are dropping row and they're doing their thing. But legally. 
Oh, gotcha. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, in August, it's all about beads, bead color mm, and size. Mm. You know, if something's not working, stop, change it out. Um, I thought you meant time of day because we used to fish salmon all day. And then when it get night and they'd be eating all the bugs, we'd go out and trout fish the rest of the night. And, and, catch nice. and then it also yeah. Ma- yeah. It, on the key night. It also yeah. matters like where you're the fishing. So like um, yeah. we were talking a little bit earlier about that structure, that um, section above sportsmen. So between the lake and sportsmen, there's mm. a there. <clears throat> so King Salmon needed a certain type of structure on the bottom. They, they're river spawners. So, you know, you need, you need to know where that sand's at. And once you find it, you know, in that section, now you're using like the bigger beads um, with, you know, whatever color you're, is working then based on what timing you're you know you're there like, so earlier they're brighter they're redder later you know they're getting more milky they're getting whiter as, right. as that row is you know changing colors by being in the water right and you can customize the bees with you know different types of nail polish and stuff like that too to give it um just like different coloring mm-hmm. and so you're, you're playing around a lot with that um where like that i feel like that section between sportsmen's in um gyms like you're a lot of time you're fishing around reds you mm. know so you're a lot of it is uh like smaller beads and so you're just kind of learning like the river so you know the second the what what's the bottom look like you know what kind of fish are spawning around here and then changing up your your bead selection based on that um earlier than that man i have played a lot and it's <laughs> uh nymphs seem to be the mm. de- ticket um for me at least um from about like maybe the 20th of june to like i want to say like the 10th of july you know i've i've used a few other things and had had luck but nymphs for sure have been the ticket now on the russian um i like to use dry flies in mm. june mm-hmm. uh, but i think that has to do a little bit with um you, we like to fish streamers or you know, we don't, we don't do a lot of dry fly fishing in Alaska rivers and the Russian river just has like an amazing opportunity to practice that. And so I, I really, really like to, and, and, and you have a lot of success. So, um, I, anyway, yeah, yeah they're nooked yeah, in those good. little holes in there and yeah. up against the banks and it gets really deep in mm-hmm. there. And if you hit the right thing that they're looking after, I mean, smart thing to see is like, what's the bugs around there? What's flying around? Because that's obviously what they're yeah. eating when those yeah. things fall on the ground. Natural. Like, is it a dark? dark looking nymph is it something lighter you know and try different things and and another uh, little hot tip if you go into uh, trout fitters right there that's right in king trout fitters is an awesome little place Mm -hmm. and they do guiding stuff like that but it's also a little store and they got all the beads and those people are so helpful if you go in there and you're like hey man what should i use today and they'll be like well you know it's this it's that it's this and that and they'll you know give put you on the right track you know and they're not like selfish trying to like hold info and stuff like that they're they're out there to help people how secret is trout fishing on the kenai come on yeah come on well it's 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 not that it's a secret it's just it's a lot to learn (laughs) right 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 no that's a good point that's a good point you can go out there in july and july i don't know i've been on that river so many times on july 4th and just worked for one fish yeah Yeah, um but then you're there you know august 14th august 8th uh fishing beads and in a drift boat you know you have you have someone who's not a lot of you know, kind of an amateur fisherman have a 50 rainbow day yeah you can't keep you them know, off 50 fish day and you're just <laughs> like whoa what a difference you know yeah. um it's crazy just the the row i mean just king fishing you know when i was young and stuff like 
the difference between King Row and Salmon Row and what the what the trout are after and stuff. Even the kings, they won't half the time they won't bite the red row. And I didn't realize it until you get those king eggs, how big they are, mm-hmm. how particular they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. the pink so, eggs work good too. So, question for you: So, I do you actually bring nail polish on the boat? And no, like do no, it's it all pre-painted. Okay, pre-painted. Right. No, no, I have harden up. I was just, I, yeah. I'm just. Yeah. Well, most of us Jack hardcore, here, we have like, an entire thing that just looks like the rainbow <laughs> of beads yeah, that you pop yeah. open, and you're like, "Let's try this. You yeah. try that. You try this. Let's see what's working." Yeah. Yeah. And then you paint some of them, and just you just kind of blow get, on stuff like the girls at the nail salon. You know, yeah, you get some favorites <laughs> in there. It's like, hold on, it'll be ready in three minutes. So hot. I mean, hot tips, I guess, for trout fishing. I mean, go during beads. That's yeah. great. Of yeah. course, everyone knows that. Uh, but trim your barbs, and then get oh, one yeah. of those. Oh, yeah. Get call, one man. of those little. Yeah. Get one of those quick uh, trout release things where you can run it down the line to pop them out, so you can keep the fish in the water. Uh-huh. Um, you know, don't drag That's your important. don't drag your anchor. Um, and then there's those dudes <laughs> that uh, down on Kenai that are making the um, the anchors that have rebar sticking out of them so it 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 looks like a a small piece of pipe with cement and then the rebar is sticking out um oh what are those like medieval deals that people swing around like it's like a mace looking thing or something or it's like a mace Mace. with the point anyway so they have rebar sticking out and those those seem to work really really well Hmm. um and then I, I think like just moving off the upper Kenai, that middle section where all the dunes are, um, when you're coming out of the lake, that's a great place to learn how to trout fish. Um, you can spend all afternoon there on the way to Bings. Yeah, that's a little bit more technical. You're gonna have to get mm-hmm. launch and go across Ski Lack and go to the mouth and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Definitely not the beginner's um, route. Yeah, that's a, I'd say inter, it's an advanced. That's a long deal. way. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. did that. That's it's a fun one too. Yeah, yeah. Tang, Tangy and I went out there and uh, and lost to the lower part of our unit coming back through the boulder <laughs> field one year. Oh, we not up there. Yeah, not a oh, pro yeah. tip. Yeah, yeah, that one's big not a waves. Pro tip. Yeah, end up walking the boat for a while and then yeah. paddling. Make sure you have two paddles, not a chair and a paddle. Yeah, but the yeah. stereo singing that that helped. That helped the spirits. Yeah, the, yeah, stay positive. The right? girls heard us like a mile out, just like ripping. Trying, yeah, yeah, trying to be happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, give a shout out to uh, one of our uh, platinum sponsors. We love these guys, the Treehouse AK, uh, your one stop dispensary located at three forty one Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because honestly, there's always something on deck. And guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their direction to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of their involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve Make sure to hit them up at thetreehouseak.com. Uh, you must be 21 years of age to enter the store. It's thetreehouseak.com. Perfect, perfect. And if anyone has any questions about any of the stuff that we were talking about, feel free to hit us up on Instagram, um, Alaska Wild Project, or our Gmail, um, Facebook, whatever, and we'll we'll be more than happy to uh, answer any of you guys' questions. Um, we kind of wanted to keep this one short um, on the Russian River. Any other hot tips or anything we want to talk about before we close it out? I do have a question. So 
we always used to go to Gwyn's after fishing the Russian when we were kids and stuff yep. or the Kenai or whatever. I th don't they have cabins back there somewhere yep. too? I think they do. They, they do. have a bunch now, actually. They, they package, they do ice, they got that, they got the food, you know, Kingfisher, all that stuff. There's a lot of outfits out there now. Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely everything out there that you want i mean okay, there's good ice cream and burgers yeah. and steaks however fancy or not fancy you want to oh. get there's food trucks and stuff out there now and the kenai cheese oh, yeah. if you haven't had it oh the, the real kenai stuff dip. lives at wild man wild man's or yeah. what's it called stuff. it's called the the kenai cheese dip the kenai cheese dip and there's oh a spicy one and oh, a regular that? one and it's like the Sterling or whatever dude, made one, it's right? It's crack yeah. on a cracker. In Kenai, it's Echo Lake Locker. Ruins Echo me. Lake Locker, yeah. And they do right. meat mostly, but then they have that Kenai cheese dip. And I'll buy a bag of, like, uh, Taco Loco. Shout out to those guys in town. They make good, like, lightly salted ones or the, the corn circular, wheels. Yeah. Oh, those, that's jam, yeah. dude. Because they're, they're, like, rigid and they can totally. withstand the full dip. No snapping. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. you're not, like, four <laughs> chips in trying to dig your other chip yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Because that, that stuff's Good a little call, firm. Man. It's a little firm, but yeah. it, it's You got to give it stick. a stir first. Yeah. You give it yeah. the stir. It yeah. almost oh, has like a, some Dude. viscosity. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And get that's, nice that's, my, that's my Russian River jam, man. I get that. Yeah. I go to Wild Man's, get a burger and a coffee. And they have their own brew, too. Their own Wild Man's coffee oh, brew that. that they mm -hmm. sell there. Oh, nice. They do, yeah. yeah. Cool. Great right place. Yeah. Love me some Wild Man's, man. It's always busy there. Yeah. Yeah. You got showers. Ooh, I don't know. Showers, yeah, they got laundry, some good stuff over there. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. your Full girls, service. Yeah, your girls want to be dirty for days. Hey, just park next to Wild Man somewhere <laughs> and camp out. <laughs> I got you, honey. <laughs> um, tag us in your photos if you're out there on the Russian oh, or in the cool. Kenai. You know, we love to repost people out there having fun. Or if you're out yep. there with your kids or you're rocking one of our shirts or hats That'd or something cool. like that. People buy some merch oh, and yeah. go rock it out there and get some pictures. Yeah, we love that. So um, if any other questions, um, hit us up at the Gmail or the thing, and um, we'll see you guys out there, and we'll see you guys out on the river. Enjoy, and uh, thanks for listening. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. 
AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska. Built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. 